Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Today we've got a great revenge story about a loophole and a lease. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, popular girl called me ugly to my face the month of high school. I turned her into a fart monster. Freshman year of high school, math class, my assigned C was behind probably the most sought-after female in the school. I had indirect issues with her as older males from the class grades above us tried to impress her by bullying me. I was pantsed by a senior in gym class who wanted to make her laugh. Another senior spit in my water bottle also trying to impress her. One day, I made the horrid mistake of wearing a hat to school even though I'd never worn one. It made me feel insecure to wear it. I felt like I looked ugly, but for some reason I wanted to be a hat guy. Sitting in class waiting for the lesson to start, and popular girl walks to her seat. She sits down and then turns completely around and stares at me. In silence, very intently for what felt like a year but was only like 30 seconds. For a half second, my dumb male brain got excited that she was even going to acknowledge me. She then proceeded to say, you are so ugly. There was little to no malice in her voice. It was said in a almost matter of fact way and left me completely stunned. She then stared at me for another 10 seconds and turned around. My face was probably beat red at this point. I'm embarrassed, hurt, and any form of what little confidence or self-love I had for myself completely left me. So of course, what does my adolescent body do in this moment of complete humiliation? Fart. Loudly. Immediately, the jockey kid to my right yells something along the lines of, That stinks who crapped themselves. Instinct kicks in, and I blurt out, Ew, popular girl, at least leave the room. Now, no one would ever actually believe that popular girl farted and I'm pretty sure that my tone of voice would have clearly given away that it was me and I was blaming someone else for it. But her reaction to being called out was so visceral that the hungry jackals which are high school students couldn't help themselves, and they began to pile on that the fart was hers. From that point on, I made it a point to fart in that classroom and always blame it on her, which always led to the class joining in. I never had an issue with her again, or with other males bullying me to try to impress her. I like the lore, the idea that OP was being renowned as the fart guy, somebody that's always locked and loaded so don't go near him and don't bully him, but it was like a silent understanding because everybody had to make sure popular girl was the one getting credited for being at fault. Also hi, I'm Steven and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said our next story is, female friend stole from all of his friends, so we made him fly across the country and stood him up with a $400 bill. So one of my friends from childhood, since around 14 and we're 26 now, started kind of flying off the rails two to three years ago. At first it wasn't that bad, but as of late, he stole $600 from me a couple of months ago, borrowed four grand from another friend and didn't pay him back, then I hung out with him one more time to give him a chance and I woke up with $2,500 worth of charges to a sports book on my debit card which he vehemently denied. He's pretty delusional and considers himself a businessman despite never doing any actual successful business and pretends to be on LinkedIn posting these weird rants. 
So a couple weeks ago, I contacted him as a potential business partner and offered him a lucrative deal. The only catch was he had to fly three hours to me for a dinner to seal the deal. And this moron fell for it so easily. I didn't even plan this part, but the meeting day ended up being December 23rd, and he left on the 22nd, which turned out to be the worst day to travel all year. Flights were both $800, and he sat by the airport all day on the 22nd. When it came down to the meeting, I booked a reservation for a nice steakhouse, had him show up, and told him to order a bottle of wine and appetizers so it would be ready by the time we got there. He sat there for two hours and I eventually sent him a text about how dumb he was to fall for it and how destructive his behavior has been to everyone around him. Did I win? I think OP won. I think it's pretty safe to say. It's also incredible to have a time out where they were traveling on the 22nd, which as anybody knows who's tried to book a flight, if you're booking last second, right before Christmas, you're going to be paying a lot for that ticket. Personally, I think in the movie Home Alone, Kevin's mom wasn't upset about losing Kevin. It was actually the fact that they lost their money paying for Kevin's ticket because he didn't actually use it. Our next story is, don't hurt the sweet girl because I'm not sweet. I was working in a restaurant and the manager and one of the part-time girls were dating. He was a bit of a butt, but she was the sweetest girl I'd ever met. She was the type of girl that if this was a cartoon, animals would flock to her. They came from another state because he got a promotion, left all their family behind. He comes into work one day, into work, and tells her he's dumping her because he met someone else. And she had to be out of the house that night. It was his house. He paid all the bills. She was obviously devastated. I took her home, called to the other workers, and we packed her up. After a while, I told everyone I was going to get us lunch. What nobody knew was that in the way out of work, I grabbed a pair of thick rubber gloves, the kind that go up to your elbows. On the way to get food, I stopped at a joke shop and picked up some itching powder. Whilst the others were packing, I went into the bedroom and rubbed the itching powder into every pair of underpants in his drawer. If you rub it in hard enough, it can't be seen, so he just wore them. She stayed with me for a week before she could go home to her family. During this time, he was discreetly scratching all the time. I told him that maybe he'd caught something from his new girlfriend. He said no because she stopped hooking up with him when he started itching and still won't. Itching powder isn't easy to get rid of, even if you wash your clothes, so he was scratching for weeks. He deserved it. I suppose this is pretty innocent enough, and this guy was definitely a total sleaze bag. so I'm not going to hear this story and go, oh, now that was too mean or something. Definitely wouldn't advertise going around putting itching powder in people's pants, though. Our next story is, push my kid and I will respond appropriately. This is very petty. My son was about 15 months old and we were in a kid's play area so he could have a runabout. This older kid pushes him out of the way at one of the obstacles. I don't say anything at first, but just keep observing. Then he does it again, so I step in to help my little one. I don't see another parent around, so I say to my son, just let this little boy go first. He obviously forgot his manners. I tried to shame him on manners and didn't realize it was the first part that would set him off. I am not a little boy. After seeing him push my kid around, I wasn't about to let this opportunity go. Look out, buddy, this little boy is getting angry. More shouting and complaining. Come here, let the little boy play with that one. I am not a little boy. Now a parent comes over and I worry I may get into a little trouble. I can hear the conversation. What's wrong, my angel? That man called me a little boy. The parents look at me, mouths sorry to me, and then says to her son, 
But you are a little boy, which is when I quickly grabbed my Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. My boy and went to the car as that kid exploded. It's really too darn bad to hear about that kid exploding like that. I mean, I just hope that it doesn't affect the cleanup crew that much seeing the scene. Our next story is non-intended revenge on a realtor. This happened in 1998 when I bought my house. After weeks home hunting, one late Sunday I saw an ad for an open house in an area I was very interested in because of the excellent school district. So I rushed over, arriving just as the realtor was picking up to go. She reluctantly showed me the place in a hurry and had me sign her book and then rushed me out. The house was within my parameters for price, location, and size, so I got very interested. Granted, I wasn't an ideal buyer, had barely a 15% down payment and no loan approved yet. I had disclosed this to the realtor because I knew some of them work with you to help, yet this one didn't even return my calls. Once she mistakenly answered herself, landlines were the normal at the time, and she discarded me pretty quick. So after days of trying, I decided to contact one other realtor who had been very helpful, and he negotiated the deal for me, finding a lender and everything else. The day of the closing, we all land at the lawyer's office, and guess who is sitting at the table with the contract to be signed? She didn't recognize me right away, but as soon as all the signatures were down, I got up from my chair and told her, Hey, Miss Realtor. Do you remember the last person who showed up to the open house and then called you about 10 times to buy this house? She seemed baffled while starting to flush. Then I said, My friend here took half your commission because you wouldn't return my calls. 
have a good life. I walked out and she was furious. So like, although OP wasn't the most ideal buyer, if somebody is calling you 10 times trying to buy a house, you working as a realtor whose only goal pretty much is to get a commission, why would you try to ignore that? If somebody's that interested in trying to see if they can secure that house, that's worth a look into, right? This next story is, my pity revenge is only appreciated by me, but I still got my pound of flesh. Nearly two decades ago, I worked for a mortgage brokerage company that was in the same building and owned by a branch of that big bank that uses a stagecoach as a logo. All our accounts were through that bank. While working there, I also opened an account through the stagecoach bank. I'd been at that job for nearly a year and a half and had an account through the same bank. Our GL accounts didn't change and we were not overdrafted. We paid said bank to print our weekly paychecks. As a brokerage, most of us were on a small base plus commission, and our support staff had a salary or hourly wage. I was a very, very young loan officer and lived pretty close to pay to paycheck. I was moving and found a great apartment, and between my very tiny savings and weekly pay, I had my deposit in first. That Friday when I received the check, I walked back down from the third floor to the first and deposited the money into an account from the same bank to the same bank. They randomly decided to put a 10 business day hold on the check, and my deposit check and all transactions overdrafted, totaling about $750. And my deposit to new apartment overdrafted, and I nearly lost the place I was moving to. They had zero explanation as to why they picked this one check out of over 70 to hold, and why they put through first all large transactions so that the small $2 would also overdraft, but they did. As a courtesy, they waived some of the charges, but I was still on the hook for over half. Plus, I almost lost my apartment, and while living there, two years, could now only drive a money order 30 miles away to pay rent. I paid all their stupid fees and signed paperwork to close the account. They wouldn't fix their mistake, nor give any explanation. One week later, they called and apparently they'd miscalculated and I had 51 cents left and couldn't close with a balance. I told them to mail me their stupid 51 cent check and they said I had to physically go in. I refused, despite being in the same building. For over 12 years, I received a statement each month with the postal charges shown, and quarterly, I'd receive a new card that I'd never activate again with postage. Because I'd answer calls, they couldn't close the account as I could be contacted. They changed checking plans multiple times and called constantly to get me to change from grandfathered accounts. I'd merrily chat with the rep, but not budge. And I'd leave good reviews for them but I'd happily listen to every argument to leave my old account system and count the hours at even minimum wage added up over the years and not change. One year, I actually earned a couple pennies even. Woohoo! More statements. I didn't love the waste of paper or plastic, but I did recycle it all. Finally, after over 12 years, they found a way to force me to change accounts or start charging a maintenance fee. I told them to mail me my check, and they finally complied. Idiots took over 12 years to do what I requested to begin with, figuring just minimum wage and postage, not counting cards and other stuff, not refunding me the stupid 51 cents after being jerks. The branch manager was really nasty about their glitch and then realized she knew me but still made me pay a majority of those overdrafts, worked out to about $1,780 base plus the rest jerk should have refunded overdrafts and sent me my 51 cents 
Well, depending on what bank that is, needless to say, that's a lifelong customer or, well, former customer that is never going to talk nicely about that bank if it ever comes up in discussion. Our next story is, housemate wants me to remove my stuff in the bathroom for her party. Okay. My housemate from whom I've been renting a room for three months from is having a party today. Apparently, she decided the idea of inviting me to attend said party was utterly unacceptable. So a few days ago, she sent me a truly lol-worthy text message recommending, for my happiness and yours, yes, that was how she phrased it, that I pick up a shift at work or go out with my friends today. She also included a long list of other recommendations, including locking my cats in my bedroom, yes, all day, taking my coffee maker and dish towels out of the kitchen, and removing to my bedroom any of my possessions from the shared bathroom if I don't want people to touch them. She phrased it that way because I've asked her not to keep messing with my stuff, which I am absolutely not allowed to call my bathroom, even though I'm the only one using it 99% of the time. Well, considering she didn't even have the decency to ask and has been a royal pain in up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com the butt recently, including waking me up at 1am Tuesday night when I had to be up at 5am for work, and then not only apologizing but acting like she was the wounded party and calling me rude for asking her to keep it down, I chose not to comply with most of her recommendations. Unsurprisingly, this led to an argument this morning when she pointedly asked me what my time frame was for today, and I told her I was spending my day off in my room relaxing, not out on the streets all day. She kept up the argument for nearly an hour until her buddy showed up to help her set up. Well, I did take a little petty revenge by following one of her recommendations. I took all of my toilet paper and bathroom wipes that I paid for out of that bathroom. And wouldn't you know, when she found out, she got huffy and said, you took the toilet paper out of the bathroom? As if I'd stolen it or something. I advised her that it wasn't my job to pay for toilet paper for a party I'm not even invited to. Seriously, I'm unwelcome at her party, but she thinks I'm going to let her guests wipe their butts with good toilet paper that I paid for? How about no? She should be grateful I told her before the party instead of letting one of her buddies discover the issue for themselves. I should add, the aforementioned shared bathroom is on the third floor, while the party is on the lower two floors, and there's a bathroom on the second floor that they can use. In the nearly four hours the party has been going on, I think someone's been up to use it one time. P.S. And because I know someone will likely ask, I've not given her any reason to exclude me. The only reason she gave is that I asked her on a few occasions in the past to turn her music down. Frankly, I think the real reason is that she's a snob who thinks I'm beneath her because I make less money than her. Hey, you're only doing exactly what she asked. If anything, this is just compliance. Take everything you don't want being messed with out of that bathroom. Well, you paid for that toilet paper, and you don't want these people you don't know that you're not invited to associate with cleaning their butts with something you paid for, so yeah. Our next story is farted in a kid's face at Inflatable Park. I'll keep it short and sweet. I took my two-and-a-half-year-old girl to our local indoor inflatable park, 
She was loving it, she was so happy jumping around just being a kid. As she climbed the steps up to the top of the slide, here comes a 6 or 7 year old barreling up the steps as well. He pushes her out of the way and she falls face first down the steps and begins to cry. I knew we would have to seek revenge as a father-daughter team so I swiftly snatched her up and we began to ascend the 10 to 15 steps up to the top of the inflatable slide together. As my stomach rumbled, I realized we had timed it perfectly. The kid who knocked my pride and joy down was once again barreling up the steps behind us, only this time to be met with a ferocious mud cloud concocted by none other than yours truly. At last, victory was ours and we were redeemed. The kid shouted, Ew, something smells like poop, and I sobbed, laughing. My daughter and I went down the slide together, and victory was ours. Well, I'm not going to advocate for this revenge method. I'm not even sure how effective it is considering it's a 6 or 7 year old that probably isn't like aware of what's even going on. But I guess as long as it makes OP feel better. I mean, if it made their kid feel better too. And from the sounds of it, I'm willing to bet it legitimately made OP feel better. This next story is, this is the way we wash our clothes. My son had to go on a business trip and I apartment sat for him. There was a single washing machine and a dryer in the basement and I put a load in the washer one morning. It said it would take an hour, and I went back down to put the wash in the dryer about an hour later. When I walked into the laundry room, a woman was putting clothes in the washing machine, and my wet clothes were in a heap on the floor. I asked her why and was told that the wash was done and she had an appointment that afternoon and couldn't waste time. When I pointed out that she could have simply put the wet clothes on top of the empty dryer or on the folding table, she said that I needed to take it out when the machine is done, end of discussion. I was putting the wet clothes in the dryer when she left the room, after starting the washing machine. The washing machine said there were 55 minutes left to run. I pondered this for a minute or so and realized that she didn't know who I was, so I didn't start the dryer. I returned about 50 minutes later with a book to read and waited until there were about 2 minutes left on the washing machine timer before starting the dryer. The woman came in, saw how much time was left in the dryer, and started whining about a nail appointment that she was going to have to reschedule. I showed no sympathy. She took out her clothes, put them in a clothes basket, and left. She probably thought I was going to mess with them. I paused the dryer, read my book for about half an hour, then restarted the dryer. A few minutes later she came in with her clothes, saw there was still over half an hour on the dryer timer, and stood there not saying a word. I never looked up for my book. She stayed there until the dryer was finished and had to watch me fold my clothes on the table, taking them out one by one until the dryer was empty and she could load it. When my son returned, I told him the story. He laughed and said he knew exactly who she was. I love that OP only had to describe the story and like the circumstances for OP's son to know exactly who they were. Somebody like that who operates on that kind of time schedule must be infamous in their shared living space. This next story is food thief. I'm from a predominantly Muslim country. I share an apartment with four other dudes. I'm the only non-Muslim, but I get along pretty well with everyone. Lately, I've noticed that weird portions of my food would be gone if I keep it overnight in the fridge. I asked everyone, but they all seemed to have no idea what I was talking about. So I came up with a good idea. That morning, when everyone was in the kitchen having breakfast and getting ready for work, I went... Hey, you guys haven't been stealing my food, have you? They all shook their heads and I said, Good, because it's pork noodle. I know it's forbidden for you. 
One of them, the overweight guy, immediately started retching, gagging, and puking in the sink while we were all laughing. He will never steal my food again. You just gotta find their weaknesses, right? If that didn't work, then you start going to even more desperate, drastic moves saying like, oh, I always spit in all my food. I don't know how well you could actually sell that one, but it would definitely make them think twice about it. Our next story is a loophole in the lease. Two months ago, due to a work promotion, I had to relocate to another city. All accommodations were paid for, housing included. The company rents a nice place for me in the vicinity of the branch office. It's a modern, minimalist two-story house which I'll be going to live in for the next 10 months. It's privately owned and comes with a spacious front yard and a small oval-shaped swimming pool in the spacious side yard, adjacent to a gazebo where I usually hang out on my days off. Sometimes my colleagues come over to use the swimming pool, which I've encouraged them to because why not? The owner of the house used to live in the newly built house for a couple of years before he and his family moved to another city to accommodate their kids' education since they would be going to a university there. Everything was great and went smoothly until a few weeks ago. It was my day off. I was taking a nap when I woke up to loud splashing and people laughing and talking. Assuming it was probably just my friends showing up unannounced and enjoying their Sunday afternoon, I went back to sleep. But when I woke up a few hours later, I was shocked to find empty cans of Coke, cigarette butts, and food wraps strewn about on the ground near the gazebo. I rang my friends up to remind them to pick their crap up next time before leaving, but they told me they had no idea what I was talking about since they hadn't come over that day. I resorted to random guessing. The neighbors had trespassed, thinking I wasn't home, but since I had no proof, no security camera around the side yard, and had no idea who the culprit was, I decided to wait and see. The following week, when I returned home after picking up lunch, I found five teenage boys hanging out by the swimming pool. To say I was surprised is an understatement. I asked them who they were and what they were doing at my place and they told me that they're the family of the owner of the house and he told them they could use the swimming pool whenever they wanted. I was shocked beyond comprehension. I told them that this house is being rented to me and the rental cost has been fully paid and the lease agreement is not even nearing the end of its terms yet. I am the rightful owner of it at least for the next 10 months and responsible for it and I really don't appreciate them just showing up unannounced like that when I'm supposed to have the house for myself legally according to the lease agreement. One of them told me, ask my brother then. He told me we can still come over and use the swimming pool. We won't go into the house or touch your stuff or anything like that, it's just the swimming pool. Apparently they live in the same neighborhood and have access to the backyard, through which they get to the swimming pool because the owner gave them the key to it. I insisted that the house comes with the swimming pool and they have no right to just barge in whenever they feel like it and he insisted I call his brother, which I did later that night after they left. Much to my annoyance, the owner told me that yes, he has given permission to his family to use the swimming pool. I have the house all to myself. Yes, they won't get inside but they're free to use the swimming pool. Nowhere does it say specifically on the contract that I have full temporary ownership of the swimming pool or that he or any of his family members is not allowed to use it like his brother had said earlier it's just the mother freaking house i asked him why he didn't mention this to me or my manager before we signed the lease because if he had i would have made sure that we weren't renting his place he calmly said he didn't think that would be a problem at all i was fuming 
I rang up my manager and he agreed with me that there's a considerable amount of bullcrap going on here and he would get someone to contact the owner. All in all, there isn't much we can do. So last week, again, I went home to find empty plastic cans, cigarette butts and other crap strewn around the side yard. This time I didn't bother cleaning up the mess they had left behind. And the more they came over, the more food leftovers and other crap they left behind, some of which had accidentally fallen into the pool contaminating it with grease and dirt. One afternoon, the boys showed up again, but since the pool was too dirty to swim in, they started knocking on my back and front door repeatedly, but I ignored them. That night, the owner of the house rang me up to ask if I was home, and I said yes. He said great, and told me his brother would be coming over to drain and clean the pool, but he needed to connect a hose to the tap which is in the back bathroom, which, you guessed it, is inside the house. Here comes my second petty revenge. I said no, they can have all the pool to themselves since nowhere does it say on the contract that I have full temporary ownership of the swimming pool or that he or any of his family members is not allowed to use it. He tried to reason with me, saying it would only take a few hours for his brother to clean and fill it and he would be out of my face before I knew it was over, but I wouldn't budge. I recited to him the part of the lease agreement that says I have all the house to myself, which of course includes the downstairs bathroom. I even went on to warn him that if his brother or any of the family members tried to break in, I would make sure the police got involved. It's been more than a week now. They haven't shown up. The side yard and the pool are reeking of death, baking in the sun for days. I just close all the windows and turn on the AC. I cannot lie, if I were an OP situation, I would be pretty darn upset too. I would feel like I got utterly screwed, and yeah, I wouldn't want to work with you on any of that. You guys do whatever you want with the pool, forget it, I've given it up, it's all yours, but don't even try to come inside the house and don't even act like I owe you or should do you any favors. This next story is, insult my boots? I'll embarrass you in front of your friends. When I was in high school in 2008, I was uncool. Lots of rumors about me being a Satanist, etc. I was an easy and sad little target. One day, I wore my new cherry Doc Martens, and as I walked past one of the known bullies-slash-troublemakers in my year during phys ed, he yelled, Nice boots! in a way which implied he did not think my boots were nice at all. As I walked off, I fumed and thought, Dang, I should have said nice chest back to him. Old mate was overweight in that era where thin was in and even a little chubby was a big deal. I remember him getting a lot of comments about his weight, which is pretty depressing in retrospect. Luckily for me, I got in enormous trouble later that class and was marched by our teacher directly past him and all the boys who were waiting to go inside to change. Once again, he smirked and said, Nice boots. And I smiled and casually replied, nice chest. The boys roared with laughter and the bully was very embarrassed. Um, and the teacher was decidedly unimpressed. I'm not too proud of such a low blow, but it's always satisfied me that the guy mocked me a second time, allowing me to get him back. I didn't have many wins in school, but that one was very petty and fun. Now, how many times have any of you guys been in that situation where you had that little tussle or argument or disagreement? where you just don't seem to get the best of them or you don't say exactly what you'd want to say and later on you're in the shower or you're laying in bed and boom, it comes to your mind, the perfect comeback. Imagine having a situation like OP's where you experience it, you don't say what you want to say, you feel like, dang, oh, I should have said this or that, 
and then they give you the golden opportunity to just slam them with it. I'm sure it was so satisfying for OP in that moment. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.